So, you're thinking of buying a home. In this episode, I'm going to discuss the pros and cons of home ownership and help you make the best decision for you and your family. Good evening. I want to talk to you today about one of the biggest decisions you'll ever make in your life, and that's whether or not to buy a home. Now, I'm not a guru on real estate or anything like that, but I have been through this process personally myself, and I have seen both sides of it. I've seen home ownership and I've seen renting, and I figured I would share my thoughts and my perspective on this topic with you in this episode. Now, let's get into the pros of home ownership. Number one, you can sell your home if you're in a bind. Now, here's what I'm talking about. Let's just say you're in a situation where your daughter, she's doing really good in school and you're like, man, you know what? My daughter, she wants to go to the best ballerina school in the world. I'm about sixty-five dollars or $40,000 short from sending her to the best college in the world. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go up here and I'm going to sell my house. And I'm going to take that money, that profit money, and I'm going to put that directly into my daughter's college fund so I can provide my daughter a better life. See, once you are in pursuit of owning your home, and what that means is that means that you got a loan started, but you don't quite have your home paid off yet. So that's going to be you are in pursuit of owning your home. But as long as you own your home or either you are in pursuit of owning your home, you will always be able to have that positive cash flow to be able to get out of a bind. And see, that's going to be called that positive liquid cash flow. And you always want to have that positive liquid cash flow because see, anything in life can go astray. You know, you might need a liver or a kidney or anything like that. So, you know, sometimes if you need to make a quick eject in like a quick situation for something like health related, you can do so. But if you live in an apartment or like you renting somewhere or something like that, you won't be able to quickly eject without having to use your money and without already having money set aside for that to come up. But if something comes up on your home and you are a homeowner, and as long as you don't have a lot of, you know, like second, third, fourth, and fifth mortgages or whatnot like that on your home, you will always be able to have that positive liquid cash flow and be able to hit the eject button whenever you get ready to. The second pro of homeownership it's going to be to have a sense of comfort. Just imagine how good it feels when you come home and you can kick your shoes off and relax your feet, pull your bottle of hypnotic. Just imagine like how relaxing that is. When you're a homeowner, you control your relaxation level. Here's what I'm talking about. Let's just say if you are coming home, you had a really rough day at work, you pull into the garage, you walk in, your son, he's in there banging, you know, Metallica or something, some some rock. All you have to do is walk in and say, hey, man, cut that shit down. You know, I'm tired. You know, your son to cut it down. Whoop, case closed or whatnot. But if you're not a homeowner and then somebody is banging some Metallica and they're on the third level, I'm pretty sure you're not going to go around tired, just got out from work, had a rough night at work. I'm pretty sure you're not going to go around the whole 300 tenant complex to locate the particular culprit. 
So that's going to be the second thing of home ownership is going to be you'll always have that sense of peace. You'll always have that sense of comfort because that's one thing as humans, you know, especially in our home, we always want to have that sense of feel, that sense of comfort, that sense of peace in our home. And once we can control that comfort level, meaning that we can control the acoustic level in our house by just simply going to tell our spouse or our kids or our mom or dad, whoever has the remote for the TV, hey, look, man, I got to get up and go to uh, to this new job tomorrow at five o'clock in the morning. Uh, please keep the volume uh, on six right here, please. But again, if you have to go to work the next day, you got a brand new shift you're going to, you got to drive six hours away to your job and you got to get up at three o'clock in the morning and your neighbors upstairs having wild exotic sex. You can't really do nothing about that if you live in a, you know, apartment or anything like that. You won't be able to do anything about it. You can just sit back and try to put pillows over your ears to cover the to cover the sound up, but it's not anything you'll be able to do. And that's what I mean is you'll be able to have that peace and comfort when you are a homeowner. The third pro of homeownership is going to be to you get to completely customize the home to suit and fix your needs. Just think about it. Whenever you roll into your garage and you come home, you're thinking, man, this is my house right here. This is my house. You, you, you ever seen somebody out in public of like maybe like one of your friends and you may, you know, be cool with them and you see them on a daily basis. But then they took you to their house and they, you was like, damn, you look just like your house. Like I know some people who look like their car. But when you find somebody who looks like they house, like that's going to be like a super proud homeowner right there. Because, see, they have their house completely customized to fit them. Because if you can identify them by their home, you know, it's a billion homes in the world. But if you walk into somebody's house without them going in their house with you and you can identify, oh, yeah, hey, uh, Kenny lives right here. This Kenny house right here. This look just like him. See, that's what I'm saying. So when you live in a rented place, you can't do any kind of real customizations. I never will forget when we were um, living out on the West Coast, uh, you know, the the particular area where we lived at. It was a really good area. But, you know, people start kind of getting their houses broken into. So me and my wife, we decided to want to install a camera system, you know, on the house so we can kind of keep a look at everything. We had to call the actual landlord of the house. Hey, Ricky. Uh, yeah, look. Hey, uh, this uh, Tony Reed. Hey, uh, look. Uh, you know, we, we kind of want to put some cameras up, man. Uh, you know, it's been a few break-ins in the area. The landlord told me no. The landlord said, no, Tony. I don't want any holes in my vinyl siding on my house. I was like, what? You don't want any holes? Like, you know, like, but what if I you know, you know, get broken into or something. Oh man, you know, oh, don't worry about it, man. You know, you know, you're a tough guy. So, and then he didn't want me to put no cameras around the house. So I went and I bought one of the ring doorbells. Then when I got the ring doorbell put up, you know, he came by and, you know, collected his rent money or whatnot. And then told me we had to take the ring doorbell down. And I'm thinking in my head, what kind of mess is this? 
Like, okay, yeah, you say we couldn't put no cameras, you know, around the house because you didn't want any holes drilled into your vinyl siding, you know, up underneath, like, where the gutters and stuff is at. I completely understand that. But then for you to go up and tell me that I can't have a ring doorbell and the ring doorbell just simply is like a like a post-it, like a, like a command strip that you put on the door and I can't even have that. So, see, that's what I'm talking about. See, when you are a homeowner, you can have, you know, custom camera systems. You can have this. You can have an underground garage. You can have whatever you want to have, pro race car track, whatever you want to have at your house. And it can actually be customized to suit and fix your exact and every need. Now, let's talk about the cons of home ownership. Now, the cons of home ownership, the biggest one is going to be the expense of maintenance and repairs. That's hands down gonna to be to me the biggest kind of home ownership. And this all depends on like what year your house was made, like what your house is made of, and if even the building material is even accessible anymore. So for example, um, on one of my very first homes um, that I got once my granddad kicked me out when I was 18, like I said, he was, he was like, man, it, it can't be two men and under one household, son, and, and not in my household. So when I was 18, I got my first home and um, I was, you know, quick to purchase it and didn't really do a lot of, let's just say, research at the time. So um, once everything was uh, purchased, um, I noticed that the water was like dripping like really slow like when i tried to cut the shower on it was like Arr! it was like making all these weird sounds and stuff like that and so um come to find out the house was a uh 1927 colonial style house that i used to live in and it still had those old galvanized pipes from 1927 that was inside of the plumbing and uh so i thought it was going to be a super easy and super simple fix to get you know everything replumbed i didn't know that i had to call somebody out to dig up my whole entire yard with a backhoe and so that way the plumber could reach the pipe and, you know, trace the galvanized all the way under the house and then put the uh, the PEX pipe inside of the house. Then we had to call the city out to be able to take the galvanized from the end of the city where it goes under the concrete. We had to get all of that done. So roughly to get my house where I had really good water pressure like it needed to be cost me about fifteen to fourteen thousand dollars roughly. Uh, so thank goodness that I had that money, you know, set to the side, um, because that's one thing my granddad did always warn me about. He was like, son, before you make any business investment, please always make sure to put some money and set, set it to the side. So that way, if something happens, you can quickly bounce back. So thank God that, you know, granddad's advice came in handy on that one. So to me, that's going to be the biggest con of home ownership. And that's going to be, um, the expenses of repairs. Next, the second kind of home ownership is going to be the property tax amounts. Now, one thing about the housing market, the housing market may go up and then it may go down. 
taxes will always go up. They will never go down. So, um, you know, and that, that's going to be the second thing, property tax. So just kind of depend on like where you live at or whatnot. So like, for example, like in Arizona, the property tax on the house was better to me than it is in Tennessee. Uh, and even though the homes in Arizona are a little bit more expensive than Tennessee, but to me, uh, you get a better price on the taxes in Arizona. Now, again, if you're in other regions and things like that, you know, uh, just always make sure to watch the property tax amounts, but that's where it goes into. If you live in a really good area, you're going to have a higher property tax amount, you know, just due to the fact of the, you know, abundance in the area. Uh, you know, that's how you get those higher property taxes because, you know, when you pay a higher property tax, you don't have to deal with certain things that you, you know, pay a lower property tax and deal with. Um, so that's going to be the second thing on the cons of home ownership. It's going to be property taxes. They will always go up, never go down. The third thing on the list of cons of home ownership is going to be HOAs with ridiculous stipulations. What I'm talking about on this one is I got a friend of mine. He lives in the gorgeous like $750,000 house. Okay. Now he has a boat. He has a motorcycle. He has a whole bunch of like toys. He even has a dog's viper. The thing is he has to spend, you know, 18 to $2,000 a month at a storage facility to even house his boat, his motorcycles, and his cars and stuff like that. Because even though he lives in a 700 and something thousand dollar house, his HOA is so strict, you can't even ride a motorcycle in the area or whatnot. You can't have a boat. You can only have like two cars and they gotta be in the garage. Like it's, it, it's a, it was like, a, it's like a lot of stipulations right there. So that's gonna be one of the, other cons right there like if you if you do have a home or if you are looking for a home try to find one that doesn't have a lot of like HOA stuff going on so that way you can be able to put boats and cars and things like that you know and, and, and even this same guy who I'm talking about he can't even put a privacy he can't even put a wooden privacy fence up he had to put a chicken wire chain link fence around his house now, his house looks weird as hell. I'm not going to lie. You got this big, like, Count of Monte Cristo looking house or whatnot with this little bitty itty fence or whatnot that, you know, but his HOA is just so strict that, you know, you can't put a, like a privacy fence up or nothing like that because they said it devalues the neighborhood. You know, to me, I always love the privacy fence, but the area that we live in, you know, doesn't have a HOA or whatnot. So we definitely do have a private defense around our house, but that's going to be one of the cons of home ownership. It's going to be the HOAs. And then lastly, with the HOAs, you have to also be very careful with the cost of the HOAs. You know, if you got a HOA, you know, 50 bucks, you know, hundred bucks a month or something like that, you know, that that's all right. But you got some HOAs or whatnot. I've even seen it six, seven, eight hundred, a thousand dollars a month for HOA. Now, this isn't 
$1,000 for your house note. This is going to be your house note on top of the $1,000 for the HOA. So that's going to be one of the other last cons of home ownership is going to be that HOA association fee. Now, this right here, I want to answer the question on the differences between renting an apartment and living in a home. I've been getting a lot of emails about this right here. And so one of my biggest takeaways from this is going to be, like I said, I've lived on both sides of the tracks, you know, in an apartment. I've lived in homes most of my life, and I've also lived in rented properties. Out of everything, I'm honestly going to say that being in a home to me is the absolute best. Now, the reason why I say that is going to be because, for example, before we left Tennessee to go out to Arizona, me and my wife, we had just had us a new house built. And then the house was $165,000 at that particular time when we purchased it. It was one sixty-five. dollars you know, 2,700 square foot, you know, an acre of grass. And, you know, it, it was it was beautiful or whatnot. So the only reason why we sold it is because I had got a screenwriting deal and, we, you know, we had to leave Tennessee so I can go out to the West Coast and start making movies and stuff like that. So. Once we got out to the West Coast or whatnot, we had, you know, found an apartment because we didn't know how long it was going to be that we was going to be in the West Coast. So they were wanting uh, $2,400 a month. So we paid that for like six months. Then we moved into this other place and this was an actual um, rented type of a uh, home that we lived in once we got the rented home that right there um was two thousand seven hundred dollars a month a twenty seven hundred dollars a month for that we did that for three years okay now let's add this up i paid one hundred and sixty five thousand dollars for my house in tennessee we was that for three years if you add up three years for twenty seven hundred dollars a month that equals $97,000. We could have took that same $97,000, put that into our house, or either put that into the purchase of another house. So that was one of the worst mistakes that I've ever done in my life. I'm going to leave you with one side note here. Now, again, I have bought and sold multiple homes and probably will continue to do so in the future. Now, one thing that I want to just leave you with here. If you can afford a house, or go ahead and get you a house. And the reason I say that is because home ownership really is not scary. I take home ownership over apartment, you know, living or either living in someone else's, you know, a rented home or whatnot. I would rather have my name on the lease, or the, rather have my name on the deed any day versus having, you know, somebody else get the credit for all of the money and all the stuff that I'm doing here. Now, one thing is most people think that you have to have immaculate credit to get a home. Now, I want to do a quick disclaimer here. Now, I am not a certified legal tax professional. This is just general information. But 
most people think that you have to have a 799,000 credit score. You don't have to have anything like that. All you have to do is have decent credit, you know, don't really have like a lot of stuff that's been like repossessed or anything like that. And then the huge thing is going to be your debt to income ratio. As long as you are making a good income and then put your income that you're making on your taxes, like don't be like leaving anything off because that's another reason why some people don't necessarily, you know, think they can get a house because you may have made, you know, $125,000, but you put on your taxes that you made $75,000. If you show more of your money when it comes time for taxes, then your debt to income ratio is going to look good. And you go try to buy a house and you put down that you made 40, but you got $50,000 worth of bills going out. Yeah, the bank or the credit union or whoever you're trying to get your loan through for 30 years, they're going to sit back and they're going to sit back and say, yeah, you know what? You're right. You know, uh, you can't afford this house. And that's my whole goal to, you know, help you avoid certain pitfalls. I know I can't help you avoid all the pitfalls, but as many pitfalls as I can help you avoid, I'm here to help you avoid them. If you like this episode or you found it helpful, please press that like and subscribe button as this actually helps my channel grow. Now, if you want to keep the conversation going, please drop me a comment below. I answer back all comments. That's honestly going to be me, 100%, Tony, answering back all comments. And that about wraps it up for today's episode. Until next time, I'll catch you later.